It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A Bruin now in the NFL will accompany us on today's episode of Locked On Bruins. So the green room for this show is littered with Bruin big timers as we continue to slot in some top-notch guests. I'm Brian Fenley, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian Fenley. We are not letting the standstill of sports impact the generation of content. And we continue to go back to some of the Bruin greats to have them on the show and storytell and learn more about them now and how they're doing and reminisce a little bit about their UCLA careers. And we continue with that motto as we get it rolling. They call him Mr. OK Boom. It is a Darius Pickett, former UCLA defensive back, now making his way into the pros. Darius, first of all, glad to have you with us. Want to ask you first off, how are you doing despite these turbulent times, you and your family? Are you able to stay safe? Yes, I'm able to stay safe, able still to do what I need to do to prepare me for the, this upcoming season. So I'm thankful for that and thankful that uh, all my family is healthy and my family is safe. So I can't complain right now. Good news right there. You have been someone who has been so well-equipped for dealing with adversity. Something like this, the coronavirus, would not phase you. You've overcome a lot in your life to see your dreams through. Because of that, I feel like that's helped so much with your inner strength. If you're comfortable talking about it, what are some things that you have been able to persevere through in your life that have sharpened you as a man and made you, as I said, more mentally strong? Uh, really just overcoming uh, adversity and all, or whatever that may be. A lot of times in my life, I feel like I have been doubted and uh, really just everything. So just having that belief in myself, having that belief in God, and understanding who I am and uh, what's my purpose here on this earth and that's really propelled me forward. Uh, having those talks with my family, my father, um, I talk to him a lot uh, just about life, really in general, and uh, just how I can be, be a better me each and every day. So the people that's around me, I have a good friend group around me that also motivate me, keep me going. So, um, like I said, that right there has really helped me. My whole mindset really just to keep pushing forward to prove everybody wrong. Where are you right now as far as where you want to be and where you know you can be? I know it's a lot uh, ahead of me um, that I have in my in my head. Um, I'm right. I feel like I'm right where I'm where I need to be right now at this time. Um, I feel like everything happens for a reason. And last year was uh, my as a rookie. You know, it was real rocky. You know, going from signing with Chicago. Uh, coming out of the draft and then getting released three days after the rookie mini camp, um, signing with the Chargers a little bit after that, having a good skin with them uh, all the way throughout preseason, finished with them, uh, got released, and signed me back two weeks later. Uh, two weeks after that, I got released again. Then I was at home for, for two and a half months, uh, working out, you know, praying, studying the Bible, spending time with my family, really uh, during that time, really helping out anybody I could at that time. And then uh, I believe it was December 10th, I got the call to go to New England and I stayed with them through the rest of the season. Got the one playoff game and uh, then they signed me back. So um, I feel like right now I'm right where I need to be. Um, Like I said, everything happens for a reason and I'm preparing myself for this upcoming season to really make that big impact that I feel like I worked so hard for all my life. Darius, I'm looking at your story that you just mentioned and how you got yourself into the NFL. You were not drafted, but you did not let that deter you. 
What can people learn about your story in not giving up? Because, yes, you were undrafted. Yes, you had to fight on to make a team the hard way. But what was it about you that said, hey, even though I'm not one of those that is drafted, I still have what it takes to get there. How did you find the fortitude and the, the fight to stick with it and to, to finally break through? Uh, like one of my biggest things is always control what you can control. I, I didn't have any control over, um, you know, what happened in the draft, uh, nor did you have control, you know, now with the GMs and the decisions that they make. But I do have control over my attitude, how I carry myself when I'm in the building, um, how I perform, how I study, stuff like that. Just controlling the controllables of myself, everything that I can do that I can control and make sure I'm doing that at a very high level and um, just really never – always believing in myself, you know, despite the circumstances or despite the situation that uh, that I find myself in, and always believing in myself and my talents that I've been blessed with. Like I said, it's nothing been given to me my whole life. I always had to prove who I really was, you know, who a Darius Pickett really is on the field, off the field. And it's just people, we, I finally had that opportunity. People get a chance to see, okay, this guy, he, he can play. Well, he is a you know real, real good person, uh, real good teammate, and real coachable. So, like I said, I put that my whole life just grinding it out. That's what kept me kept me pushing. Like I've been here before, you know. It's okay. What is the the most surreal moment that you've had in your indoctrination into the NFL, where you were like, "Wow, I'm here! Like this is really happening." I say, well, we was a we was zero three in preseason uh, when I was with the Chargers, and uh, we had a. Our last game was against the 49ers in uh, Northern California, in the Bay Area, Santa Clara. So I had uh, quite a few people at that game, um, you know, family and friends coming and came to watch me play. And uh, we was we was winning by three points in the fourth quarter, like a prime minute left in the game. The Niners were driving on us, and um, I got an interception. I got an interception to save that drive to feel the win for the game. So to have that moment, you know, I ran in it. Got ended up getting tackled, ran, ran it back a little bit, but ended up getting tackled. Celebrated my teammates, slid in the end zone, killed, you know, one of those Kodak moments. You know, that's one of those moments I remember the rest of my life. You know, seeing my family right after that game in that moment, it was it was real special. It was like, man, I'm I'm here, you know, I'm I'm here and I'm playing. I I was going to ask you about that moment because that had to be an incredible thrill for you. What about the outpouring of Bruin support? Who are some people, and maybe? were able to reach out to you after they watched that play and your your pick in that game, guys that you played with or those who, before you were at UCLA and are now in the NFL, had been there a lot longer, that had reached out to you then or even now that have helped you in your transition to the pros, telling you what it's like, putting their arm around you metaphorically and helping you along the way. Who are those Bruins that have done that the most for you? Um, it's a lot of, lot of Bruins that have, um, you know, UCLA alumni is always is outstanding, really, to be honest with you. But I actually right now am working out. Uh, well, I work out with Eric Kendrick, Anthony Barr, Cassius Marsh, um, some of those guys that, you know, do it at a high level. So I'm going to get a chance to see how you play with uh, EK and get a chance to be around AB and, you know, some of those guys, they always watch me when I was at UCLA. So to be able to work out with some of those guys and just have those conversations is real, real, real special. For those of us who aren't able to, to check out those workouts and hear and see you guys work out, what 
moments or or what things have they told you that will stick with you? Basically, really advice-driven things that guys like Kendricks can can say that you're like, wow, you know what? I really got to take this to heart. Really, like what I mentioned before, just control the things you can control. You know, you're not you're not able to control everything. You know, certain situations you might find yourself in that you didn't think about, but it's like, you know, control your actions or, you know, you don't pick your adversity, but control how you handle that adversity. So that's looking at EK, how he played, you know, he was a great teammate when we played with him our freshman year and then just seeing how he is the uh, playing for Minnesota, you know, it's, that's a special, special guy right there. Anthony Barr is the same way. Like I said, UCLA has always coached more did a real good job. And I'm sure Coach Kelly's doing the same thing, coming, um, bringing people in that's real, not only great football players, but real genuine people. Darius Pickett joins us here on Locked on Bruins, former UCLA defensive back now in the NFL. You obviously had such a great career with the Bruins. You led the team in tackles your senior year, and you left such an incredible mark on the program. How do you remember your time at UCLA? Because there were some highs, there were some lows, but through it all, you became such a improved player and one that had the potential to make it to the NFL. Uh, my journey throughout UCLA, uh, just looking back, it was a very special time. Like I said, it was a lot of ups and downs um, throughout that time. And I looked at last year in the NFL, it reminded me of my freshman year at UCLA. You know, I came in, I graduated high school early, and I came in uh, thinking I was going to, you know, get, a, get, some, get some playing time as a true freshman. And that didn't happen. I ended up redshirting. Um, I ended up flipping positions. I came in as a corner, then they switched me to running back. I went back to being a corner, then I was they transferred me to safety. I hadn't played safety ever in my life, so to go go through that year, it was you know challenging, you know staying motivated and all of that. But um, I had you know some good, like I said again, a good good group of people around me. Um, it's a guy that really is real special to me to still to this day. It's Coach Foster. Deshaun Foster, you know, UCLA great, played in the NFL as well, uh, and coach. But he really stuck with me throughout that whole time and kept me, kept my head up, kept me motivated as a young, young growing in the program. And like I said, I went from that, from not playing and switching positions to the next year, I was a special teams kind of guy. The next year after that, I got quite a bit of time on defense, and I just kept marking my role out on the team. And, you know, like I said, controlling what I could control. You know, the opportunities that I get, whether it was special teams, whether I had snaps on defense, or whether it was practice, just showing who I was. And no matter what adverse situation I was in, I was always going to overcome that situation. This interview has a whole lot left. When we return, Darius Pickett, known for being a punisher on the football field at UCLA, what hits during his collegiate times were most satisfying? He'll explain right after this. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. 
people know you, Adarius, for your your bone crushing hits out there on the gridiron and just the ability to seemingly like splatter dudes. Is there a hit that you remember from college that was the most satisfying that you hold on and it will never let go of? One of my, I have, I I say two, two of my favorite hits that I had was one. It was 2016 at BYU. Um, they had a, a receiver that they, the coaches kept talking about all week. They kept talking about him. He was a slot receiver, pretty good player, and they got to get him the ball. They got to give him the ball. And it, I want to believe it was in the first quarter, early early in the game, he kept, that particular receiver went on the seam route. I was playing free safety. I read the quarterback, and I laid him out. And he was out for, like, the whole first half. And I celebrated either Cam – bam, bam, uh, dropping the gavel. You know, that was my celebration. And from that moment, that kind of got me a little bit of recognition from Cam Chancellor. So that was a special moment for me. That's one of my favorite safeties um, to play the game, even though he's retired now. But uh, And then uh, my senior year, it was at Oregon. We were playing against Oregon. Um, it was a fourth and one play. And I came up. Well, they put us in. We was in cover zero. I was responsible for the running back. And from about eight yards, I shot up, seen the gaps, shot the gap, and I made the tackle for a loss in the backfield on the fourth down. It was a real big hit. But uh, those two of my favorite hits that I had in college. Oh, man, those are those have to be so satisfying. What is up with the – I've seen you on Twitter talk about this pick challenge. Tell us what that's all about. Well, so uh, it's just me catching the ball uh, with one hand, doing a matrix essentially. Um, a lot of people know me in the locker room. A lot of, you know, my teammates, I'm always dancing, doing little dance moves and stuff like that. But uh, basically how that came about, I was doing a matrix dance move essentially where I go all the way back and I found out how to do it while catching the ball. So if you can catch the ball with one hand while doing that, that's the real challenge. Darius Pickett joins us here on Locked on Bruins in the NFL, former UCLA defensive back. You are with the Patriots, so that made me think, how much time have you been able to spend with Matthew Slater, former Bruin, a guy who's been in the league for a while? Uh, Matt Slater is a great person. That was one of he when he first found out that I was from UCLA. He was really excited. That, that's a real genuine, uh, a real genuine person, real genuine man, and uh, he's a real great teammate. You know, just showing you the ropes, showing me the ropes of what to do. You know, be a, he's a great special teams player. And you see why, you know, he goes through practice and he just goes hard, you know, every time out there. And it's like, okay, that's what, that's what we're supposed to do. You know, whether it's walkthroughs, he's fully engaged. You know, every rep is a game rep. And you see why he does what he does on Sunday. Like I said, he kind of took me under his wing. And like I said, we uh, have talked quite a bit while we was at the facility and doing practices and stuff like that. But like I said, that's a great guy right there. Yeah, what what does he tell you when you guys are together? Talk about you know old old game, uh, you know UCLA games, and then we start talking about you know just everything life. You know he's like I said, he's big on life. You know, especially life outside of football too. Like I said, he's a great, he's just man to be around. A lot of wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're you're, you're spot on, and Adarius, you you're a guy that plays with a whole lot of heart. You play with a whole lot of passion. You play with a lot of pride and I know that we had spoken a couple years ago when I'd interviewed you during football practice for the Bruin Insider Show and you had talked about those in your life who who pushed you the hardest or or, or made you want to, to do this and that is make it big in, in, in football, play strong in, in college and then get to the NFL. 
Who are those people in your life that you play this game for that when they see or those that are around you see why you're doing what you're doing, it's because of those people? I play for my family, um, and I play for my closest friends that I also call family that's been there through those those times where I've been in those adverse situations, and they had to see me walk around, you know, even though I had might have had something going on, but I had my head held high. And, you know, I haven't always been, like I said, in a situation where it's always been good, but those people that's been there to support me through those times, that's who I play for when I get out there on that field, and that's why I play with so much passion because it's like I'm stepping out there and I'm playing for us. You know, I'm playing for all of us that's people that really support me I'm from the, on the highs and the lows, you know, that's always there. Like I said, when I went home for those two and a half months, it was my, my family that I was with. I was with my brother a lot, spending a lot of time with my uncle, um, a lot of time with my mom, my pops, grandma, and all of that. So, like I said, when I play, I let all of that passion and all of that, what I've been through and all that come out. And that's, I feel like, too, that's why I hit so hit, hit people so hard. Because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of frustration, anger, and all of that that's inside of me, but I know how to control it in a way where it's fun. You know, I know how to how to do that. And it's it's fun just playing the game that you love to play. So I've been playing football since I was six, seven years old. So to be able to play now, still to this day, is just really a blessing. I can't thank God enough for that. Oh, we can't thank God enough for watching you and, and still playing this game. We're, we're all very enamored by the way you play the game. And Wanted to ask you, certainly only if you're comfortable, but is there something off the off the field adversity wise that you've overcome specifically that 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 you that you've been able to overcome that you think could inspire others that wasn't necessarily on the football field, but people can look up to you and say, Hey, Adarius got through this, so can I? Um, so much has happened, so much has happened. Uh, let me try to think. Uh, I say one of the uh, a moment that I always that always sticks with me is when my uh, uncle, he he got killed in, uh, what, 2017? It was, uh, I remember it was in uh, February 2017, and I had talked to him probably a week before I, uh, before he got killed. And uh, he was just telling me how proud of me he was, you know, what I was, I was doing, that he was going to come to my graduation because I was graduating in 2017, walking across the stage and all of that. So he was really excited about that, just – I had grown up to become a man and um, just seeing me grow up throughout the years. That was a real special, like, conversation. So I was really excited about him getting a chance to walk, see me walk across the stage and then to find out that, uh, you know, he, he got killed. That was devastating. You know, that was devastating to hear, you know, any kind of news like that. So, because his son had got killed in 2004. Um, but, like I said, he had done a lot for, for me, my brother, my family, and, um, uh, it's a great dude, so that 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 one hurt. And I, overcoming that, though, like I said, you don't choose what adversity you get to go through, but you choose how you you know go through it. So I tried to turn that negative into a positive. Like I said, I play. It's a lot of reasons why I play with so much passion and the way I play. I, I can tell that that your uncle must be be so proud of you, Darius. And I I would think, and certainly I don't want to speak for you, but. You, you you have him in your mind a whole lot, right? When you're playing the playing the game of football, absolutely. Like I said, every my family that support me through the highs and the lows, 
man, like I said, my closest friends that I also consider family. Every time I step on the field, they are with me in my, in my mental. Adarius is not going anywhere. When we return, how he is maximizing his time during this break in sports so that when the season does come abound here in the NFL, he'll be ready to rock. What is in your schedule the next couple of weeks? Because we're hoping we can get the NFL back as soon as possible. Certainly, it's, it's trying times, turbulent times, as everybody tries to figure out how we can get past this pandemic, get back to regular life, get back to football, which we all love so much. And we, we miss seeing you out there on the field right now because of sports being stopped. So how are you spending these couple of weeks? What is your mindset the next couple of months? Just to, just to make sure that you're ready when actually the action gets back up and running. Uh, just my mental, uh, staying strong mentally, uh, whether that's reading the Bible, whether that's reading books right now. I'm, uh, I set a goal in the beginning of the year to read 12 books at the, by the end of the year. So, um, I'm on book number six. I'm doing really well with that. I'm proud of myself for that. Um, and like I said, really growing my mind through this time period, making sure that I'm, I have that self-centeredness around for myself. So I can spread that love, that joy, spread my energy and give it that good energy to everybody I come across. And um, continue working out, continue staying ready for whenever OTAs start, if we're going to have OTAs or if whatever they're going to do, whenever they could call me back and tell me the, uh, we got a report. I uh, spoke to uh, some of the staff yesterday and uh, just seeing how we're going to handle things going forward. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how long this coronavirus thing lasts um, and how long, you know, what they going to do because it seems like everything is turning virtually and all of that um, going forward. But we're going to see. So right now, like I said, just continue working out, continue growing my mind, and continue living with purpose. What was the staff basically just saying, hey, we, let's wait and see? And then, like you said, a lot of what they're trying to do now is virtual, getting on Zoom, getting on Skype, and just making sure people get the playbook down and are able to get reps that way. Yeah, so, I mean, that's – kind of what it seemed like it, it may turn into. I don't – nothing is set in stone right now. But, uh, you know, we playing it by ear. So, you know, it's day-to-day with all of that because, you know, OTAs was supposed to start April 20th. But as of right now, that's not looking like it's going to be a go date. So, we got to wait and see what the, what the NFL says first and then, you know, we get a chance to know what the team says. So, just waiting on that. And But in the meantime, like I said, just growing myself, my mind, and – making sure I'm constantly working out. I, I work out with a, a great group of people, and uh, I'm thankful that I'm still be, I've am still still been able to uh, work out. I've also done some workouts with a Darnay Holmes uh, that's also in the draft. It's going to be a good time for him. That's like my little brother, so uh, I'm excited to see where he uh, ends up landing. I was going to ask you one question about Darnay. How is he looking out there? I know fans are, are so interested to hear how he's looking, how he's gearing up for the draft and what he looks like out on the field right now. Man, he's doing an exceptional job. It's amazing to see his growth uh, over these years. You know, when I first met Darnay before he came in college, um, I don't know, remember what year that was, but, you know, from his freshman year all the way to now, you know, just seeing his growth mentally and seeing, you know, how he's able to connect with, with God himself. You know, we, we speak a lot about that and um, just, his purpose, just seeing that change, you know, I'm very proud of the young man and he's, you know, becoming in. Um, like I said, he's doing an exceptional job doing these workouts. We've been, we've done a few workouts together and just to see the movement, he's looking good. He looked primed and pressed and ready to, ready to go. He's going he gonna to turn up in the NFL when, when it's his time, you know. I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for uh, Josh Kelly. 
got this fit, especially time around him because, you know, we were working at UCLA too before all of this started. So just seeing uh, what he's going to get a chance to do. You know, I'm excited for all of the Bruins that's coming out this year. What I can tell Adarius is there's such a brotherhood with UCLA football guys. Even when they graduate, even when they move on from the program, they seemingly support each other and stick together and root each other on like you've done with your predecessors and those of that are much older than you have looked down upon you and been able to mentor you. I have no doubt in my mind that when the NFL season gets going on, you are going to thrive. And anytime you got a story or you want to talk, man, we are here from you. We are here for you here on Locked On Bruins. Really appreciate your time because I know that you've got a lot going on. And I hope that we don't wait a couple more months before we check back in because... Once football season goes on, people are going to want to hear from you, and there's so many that look up to you, and they're going to be so excited to hear from you here on this podcast. Adarius, thank you once again for making and carving out some time in your day to join us here on the show and tell us and give us an update on how you're doing. Thank you. Anytime you just let me know, I'm I'm more than happy to come back on the show. always appreciated you while I was at UCLA and uh, even now. So thank you again for having me on the show. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Shout out to Adarius Pickett, former UCLA safety, for coming on the show with us. You can always follow him on Twitter, at Pick6Pickett, if that wasn't a Twitter handle that suited him perfectly. Pick6Pickett, Pickett, P-I-C-K-E-T-T, to follow his whereabouts and his journey within the NFL ranks. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Bruins. Tomorrow on the program, we've got Chris Barnes, one of his former teammates, now a linebacker, and his journey is now about to get started in the pros as he readies for the draft. We'll speak with Chris Barnes tomorrow, so don't go anywhere. Make sure you subscribe to this show. I'm Brian Fenley. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.